Hey everybody, yes, welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by the great Chris Schaefer. Chris, how's it going today? Jason, it's good to be back. I'm so glad uh, that uh, I'm, I get to see you again. I'm, you know, I've, I've, I've missed you. It's been a while since we got together and talked about Google Ads. How are you? Doing well? You look great. Thank you. Yeah, went away for a couple weeks. And now I'm back. Yeah. So. Well, st- better than ever. Strong, Here I am. Powerful and and uh, lots of uh, lots of good advice to share on the topic today. We're going to talk about brand campaigns, and you know this is something that people ask about a lot. So I'm I'm pumped to kind of share some stuff. And shame, shame on you. Shame on me. Shame on this show. 276 episodes in, and we're just now talking about brand campaigns. <laughs> That can't be true. This is a this is a big deal to a lot of people. Oh yeah, um, yeah. A lot of people ask about this, and I think uh, we've done a disservice to wait this long. But I'm excited to learn your thoughts on it, share my thoughts, and kind of see what we can come up with. Yeah, it's a very um, sometimes very polarizing topic. So we're gonna we're gonna dive into it, and uh, you know, th- just so you guys know, um, we we had a little bit of a break, but we're back on full time once a week. So be sure and tune your podcast player back in make sure you're subscribed because we're full blast from here on summer's over jason we're moving into to to fall winter this is when it gets real no more breaks no more trips to the beach jason it's enough beach going okay all right so before we jump in let's talk about optio you remember our friends at Optio. They are the number one source to getting things done faster in Google Ads. In case you've forgotten, that's where you need to go if you want to get more out of your day as you're managing Google Ads. If you're a freelancer, they have the tools for you. If you manage the campaign for your own company, they have the tools for you. Wonderful system. And this is not the tool that that just automates everything. This is the tool that uses your information about your business, about your decisions, and helps you improve your campaign at a faster pace. You're going to like it. We know you're a smart Google Ads user because you're listening to this show, and we want you to, to try out Optio for free. Find out how it can make you an even better Google Ads user. That's optio.com slash PSP2 for an eight-week free trial. Try it out at opteo.com slash PSP2. Okay, thanks, Chris. So brand campaigns, I guess we can define them to start. Yeah, um, yeah. Google search, Google ads campaigns on Google search. Uh, your name, your business name, your brand, when someone searches for you, yes, you'll hopefully be at the top or near the top organically for your business. Uh, but you could take it to the next level and actually select your brand as a keyword and target your brand keywords with a brand campaign and show your ads there and show up both in the Google ads placement. And then also, hopefully, again, you're, you're showing up organically at the top or should be very close to that uh, for your own keyword. So that's what we're referring to when we say brand campaigns. Uh, before we jump into it, Chris, is it controversial? Do you get the same kind of question over and over or just any initial thoughts as we kind of get into running brand campaigns on Google ads? I think, um, you know, other than bidding strategies, 
you know, maybe keyword match types. I mean, there's a few things that come into mind when it comes to the most um, the most controversial things in Google Ads. And I think brand campaigns ranks right up there. Brand campaigns are, I think, extremely controversial. I think it's very polarizing. Um, I, I often see brand campaigns abused and uh, misused or completely ignored and therefore they are still abused because they're not they're not tracked properly. So just like you said, let's let's get down to basics first. What is a brand campaign? And my definition, let me know if you disagree, Jason, but my definition is when you have someone searching for your company name, your slogan, your website, anything that is exclusively referred to for your company, um, and they're searching for that. And then you have a keyword that targets that specifically in an ad that points them to your website. That is a brand campaign. It's a brand keyword. It's a, it, it can be otherwise referred to as a vanity campaign. It's designed to just make sure you capture those people that are looking for you. And the advantage is that you can control the messaging. When someone searches, uh, you can make sure that you show the special you're doing for that month. You can make sure that um, you're you're reiterating your um, commercials that you're playing on TV, the slogan, you know, whatever type of messaging product you want to push. You you have the ability to customize that, and that's that's very powerful. That is extremely powerful because a lot of people use Google as a bookmark system. Right, they just type the name of the company and then click on the first thing. Um, so it can be um, it be a very useful thing, but and that's what we're going to get into in this show. How it can be done wrong. So the first half we're going to talk about doing it right. Next half we're going to talk about doing it wrong. So you're not one of these fundamentalists that say, "Oh, I'll never accept a brand campaign. <laughs> Don't do that. It's a waste of budget." Are you one of those people? No. Doesn't sound like it. Absolutely okay. not. Okay. Neither I, am I. Yeah. Neither am I. I. I totally see the value in them sometimes, but uh, I think doing it with a purpose uh, in mind is definitely the move. So doing it right, competitors bidding on your brand name. So are you saying here that if you see other people bidding on your brand name, therefore showing above you organically, you, you're showing up number one organically, say and they show up above you because they are targeting your name uh, or running your brand name with Google ads and showing up above the organic searches, you're saying that's one situation where you like a brand campaign to compete there and also show up above them? I think I think if a competitor is bidding on your brand name, personally, I think that's the only justification for running a brand campaign. I, th I think that's it. If, if you have... Um, just your own company name ads out there and there are no competitors bidding against you, then I don't think you're using brand campaigns the right way. I, I think that's a misuse of funds because the whole purpose of a brand campaign is to protect your company name. And if, and ideally if no one else is bidding on you, the very first result would be, your your organic ranking, right? You should be there at the top. Now, there's a difficulty that I would give a little bit of leniency for is the companies that have the name of their service or the name of the company is also the name of the service. You know, like, you know, if you're a roofing company and, you know, like 
Joe's roofing, you know, you may not show up first because there might be other people that, yeah. I there mean, will probably always be ads yeah. on your brand search. Yeah. And they won't even have to be targeting your name specifically. It's just it, the way the system works. So many people are going to have roofing keywords. Same thing happens with moving movers. Yep. So that is something that's a lot of gray area. They are probably not purposefully bidding against you, but you're going to incur a lot of competitors. No one's going to be able to see your uh, organic listing at the top because there's always going to be some other roofer that's advertising because the word roofing or roofer is in that initial search. Yeah, and one kind of mistake I've seen often is sometimes people say, well, look, no one's showing up on my brand search. I'm showing up number one organically. Why? Sh- therefore, why should I advertise? Um, I think one problem with that, besides people showing up if your brand name includes something like roofing or movers in it, is you can only see your individual search results. Yeah. Um, I work with a lot of national companies it's hard to know at every single second of the day in every single major market they run in if someone is showing up or targeting their brand name. Mm. Um, you're not going to really know that just from doing a Google search yourself if your business is searched for in a large geographic area. So therefore, you got to use the preview tool, look around different markets you think people might be running ads on your brand name. And then also, you could put on a brand campaign very, very, very small budget, like almost a meaningless budget, like a dollar a day or something. And possibly you could get some competitor auction insights yeah, insights, that's true. and see if you see other people showing up on your name uh, that way. So just because, I just wanted to throw this out there, just because you don't see someone out there uh, when you do a search, it doesn't mean nobody's targeting your brand name. And by the way, it doesn't mean no one will start targeting your brand name tomorrow mm. or a month from now. So there might be some benefit from being out there and having a brand campaign going and kind of almost playing that, uh, playing things ahead of time and going, okay, if anyone does start showing on me, well, I'll still try to show number one uh, with my brand name because I'll have it out there. So um, just because you don't see it today doesn't mean it's not happening. So this next thing is what I think is probably the biggest abuse of brands um, and it a lot of times it comes from what I don't think it's a purposeful abuse of the system, but I think it's you know probably ignorance or just neglect. And what I'm referring to is when you have a blend of brand searches inside of your marketing search campaign, right? So you have a search campaign and you have some keywords around, you know, Joe's um, widgets, you know, that you're trying to sell. And, uh, you know, it's it's widget XYZ. And those are the keywords. But uh, about a third, maybe a fourth, maybe an eighth of the keywords include searches for Joe's XYZ widgets. You are now blending the value of a brand search with a non-brand you are now generating numbers of return on value based on people who know who you are and blending it with people who don't know who you are. So the integrity is lost. You don't truly know what your conversion rate is. You don't truly know what your click-through rate is. You don't truly know what your cost per click is. 
because you're blending people that have already heard about you and are returning customers and people who've never heard about, about you. So therefore, you will always have higher click-through rates, lower CPCs, better conversion rates when people have heard about you. Because if they're searching for Joe's XYZ widgets, they're always going to convert better than people who are just looking for XYZ widgets. That all, that all sounds good to me. Is there a problem with all that? Better conversions? That's doing Better it. cost per click? More conversions? Oh. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with that, Chris? Oh, I know. I know that's, that's the abuse. That's the abuse that... that so you, what you're saying is you don't like that it blends in with non-brand advertising and then makes your non-brand look better than it actually is in reality. Right. So you're, you're doing it right. I was right. just thinking it'd be funny. It, it, it's almost like you have a sitcom and you're running ads on a network for that sitcom. You run them regular ads. You see how many people then watch your sitcom the next week. And then the other version is brand ads. You run ads for your sitcom during that sitcom when it's running. Right. During the commercials. And you're like, wow, this this audience was really engaged. <laughs> yeah. And really, uh, we see our Google searches go up during this time block when we run then. Right. So, yeah. it. it so, I get what you're saying. And um, as common sense as it sounds, it's both a mistake that thousands and thousands of business owners are making every day. They're running broad keywords, not knowing what search terms are coming up. And a lot of their traffic is coming in under brand or they mix brand into their overall campaign and look at the campaign data and don't and forget that a lot of that's coming from brand. So it's a mistake and then it's also a misuse by a lot of agencies out there who need to show good numbers and have pressure to show good numbers. They they, they let it mix in and uh, the numbers aren't correct. Um, I do agree with you on that. The only area I look at it maybe a little different is if we do get good numbers with brand, that makes me very open to spending budget on a brand campaign. And yes, keep it separate. Yes, judge the metrics uh, separately. However, I still have not come to the point where just because I don't see someone's ad on my organic search, that that precludes me from or prevents me from running a Google ads brand campaign. Hmm. I like seeing good numbers. I like knowing my exact return on my ad spend. And if I can do that on brand, I mean, maybe there's something about the Google Ads placement, the size of it. Maybe those are clicks that I wouldn't totally all get mm -hmm. going organically that I'm getting from the brand campaign. So I'd say I'm open to running a brand campaign because of the great results it can lead to, um, even, even if no one's advertising on your own brand. However, I agree with you 100%. You got to keep that separate from your other search campaigns and you got to know you can't let that good performance blend in with your other campaigns and make you misjudge them. Yeah. I I guess the analogy I would use and how I see it is two situations. One situation is, let's say someone drives across town to come to your storefront and you've hired a guy to stand there at your storefront right in front of the parking spots that are in front of your building and say, hey, come in, come in. Obviously, they have driven to your facility to come in. And then you give that guy credit and bonuses for every person that he's bringing in that buys something in the store, you know, and like that guy does a great job. You know, that that guy just sells so much stuff. But what work is he really doing? You know, they're they're the ones driving across town to come to your store. And this guy's somehow helping. It doesn't feel like that's any benefit. He's not doing any real work here. 
I mean, you make a good point. Like uh, if they're searching for your business, pretty likely that um, they're going to show, they're going to want to click on your organic listing. It's just, there's so much going on on a search results page now that yeah. if I can prevent them even from seeing the second and third organic listings, because I catch their eye with my ad before they even get to organic, there's something to say to that. And then, and then I think a hugely valid reason is just the control with the messaging. Like, yeah, someone's driving across town to go to your, say, your dry cleaning, but then, and someone's standing outside with the sign, they were already coming to you. But all the people that drive by that already use you for dry cleaning, you can get a different message out to them. So I think the messaging is always a, if you need a reason why you should be running brand with no no one advertising on your name, I think uh, the messaging is a, is kind of where you would go with your argument. Um is that it for doing it right, Chris? Is the is the main thing keeping it separate and then also having a reason to do it with like messaging? Yeah. Or if you see other people advertising on your name? I th- yeah. I mean, I I think just to 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 put a lid on all of it in that same analogy, the only reason I th- in my opinion, I mean everybody has, you know, lots of different opinions. I mean, they're wrong, but um in my opinion, the only valid reason to advertise on your brand name, name brand name is if some other guy is standing in front of your building shouting, no, no, come come to George's. Don't go to Joe's, go to George's. And he's pointing a different direction. Then you do need mm-hmm. that guy in front shouting louder than him, right? That makes sense. But unless you have that person that's trying to direct traffic away from people who have driven to your storefront, personally, I, do, I, don't, I don't see it as a justified use. I mean, if I was you're an employee at a Google Ads agency and I disagreed with the boss, I'd be the worst employee ever because I could take the argument forever. Yeah. Given my vast knowledge of the Google Ads space. So boss, Chris, and there's nothing passive aggressive in that statement there. <laughs> boss, Chris. Yeah, no one's showing on our brand now. However, they could at some point. And because it's such a high return amount of uh, way to spend ads and all that kind of stuff, way to spend budget. The downside's pretty low. And the upside of running now when no one else is running on our name is when they start running on our name, a year from now, five years from now, we will have so much built up historical data and quality score and ad oh, rank God. that we'll, we will be in that much stronger of a oh. position. So technically, boss, Chris, I'm right in front of all your other employees and made you look like a fool. <laughs> However, I'm wrong in the sense this isn't really a realistic problem. Yeah. It's just kind of a theoretical <laughs> thing. So what are you going to do? Are you going to physically hit me in front of coworkers, Chris? Or, no. or are you going to just uh, swallow your pride and say, hey, that's a good point. I'll consider it. No, no. It, at Chris Schaefer Enterprises, we do all of our physical disciplining behind closed doors. So I would not hit you in front of the group. I would book a meeting and each meeting has a special color, and when you when you get a booked meeting that's in red, you know that's the disciplinary meeting. So that's when the beatings happen. So uh, that's how okay. I that's how I would do it. But it's kind uh, of a smart aleck answer, isn't it? Like <laughs> let's build up our ad. But it is technically it's you could, true. You could argue it's it. It's true. You know? Yeah, you it's know? true. Yeah, but mm-hmm. all right. So the the main takeaways is probably the most important reason to do it right is if other people are advertising on your brand. I would also add to that, hey not just because you do a search and don't see anyone that doesn't, that's not the full picture. Look everywhere you run, make sure no one else is running on your name. If they are, then that's a chance you could run ads on brand. But beyond that main reason, 
There's also a valid reason with messaging, any kind of messaging you want to get out there. And then the return on brand, because the quality scores are so high, because the intent is so solid, the return is very, very strong. But with that comes a lot of responsibility. Don't mix that into your regular search campaigns where you mislead yourself on how well those are performing. So that's doing it right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we're back, we're going to talk about doing it wrong. optio.com slash PSP2 is the URL that we really want you to try this amazing software. Uh, Let me remind you why it's our favorite. This tool takes you through each of the aspects that people tend to forget when they're doing optimization of their Google ads. Do you do the right type of ad copy testing? Do you periodically check your CTRs in your ads to make sure that the best one is showing? Do you optimize your responsive search ads in the way that they should be? Do you check every negative keyword, every match type in the way that it should be bid if you're using manual bids? You see, I know the buttons to push because these are things I don't do myself. And I like to use a software that helps to remind me of these things. So try the one software that we believe in, optio.com slash PSP2 for an eight-week free trial. Okay, Chris. So we talked about doing it right, and now we're going to talk about doing brand campaigns wrong, Mm -hmm. incorrectly. And it looks like it's pretty much the inverse of doing it right. Uh, It's looking like you're saying the biggest mistake you can make is allowing your brand keywords to show up as part of your regular search campaigns and mixing in that data and can you kind of expand on that is that the biggest problem and why why is that a problem why can't you just go yeah i've got brand in this campaign my numbers look a little better i'm going to remember that this uh guy who thinks he's all high and mighty with this podcast (laughs) is telling me it's wrong but look it's going great for me so what does he know how would you respond to that hypothetical person out there i think the i think the biggest flaw is not necessarily that someone's doing it on purpose, but that there's a neglect or there's a uh, an ignorance about what's actually happening. Um, I look, as you do, Jason, I look at a lot of accounts and I'm amazed at how many people have very intimid- intimidatingly high metrics, amazing CTRs, really low CPCs, uh, you know, just, just really good stuff. And then we... we dig in and find out, oh, wow, you know, 75% of these conversions are just people Googling their own brand name and then converting and buying. So this is, I think, doing it wrong. Chris, Chris, can I stop you there and just really make the point to people that when we say dig in, this is why, this is kind of some of the value we add here. We're not talking about just look at your keywords and see if you have your brand keywords in there. Yeah. What Chris means by dig in is you can have situations where someone's targeting moving companies phrase match, and then your moving company with the name mover in it is showing up because of that phrase match keyword, or you have the keyword moving phrase match. And then on top of that, then you factor in pure broad keywords. Well, 
what keywords you have in there, whether they're phrase match, whether they're uh, broad, and then maybe in some cases exact, mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. You could be thinking you're not getting brand clicks from these keywords because they're not brand keywords. And then when you look at your search terms, like a huge percent of the traffic from those keywords actually is brand. So that, that's what Chris means by... Uh, by digging in. Chris, I'm sorry to jump in there, but I, I just want to convey to people like it's not an obvious thing sometimes. That's exactly right. And that's that's the, ne the neglect that I'm referring to is that if you use um, your keywords just kind of without regard for what searches you're actually showing up for, you may be a victim of this. You may be doing it wrong. So you may not realize it, but you're doing it wrong because you're using phrase matches that may be matching to somebody actually doing a search. So the example I had used before was widget XYZ, but you may be getting searches for Joe's XYZ widget. And you think, well, since I have phrase widget XYZ, I shouldn't be getting searches for Joe's widget XYZ, you know, Joe's XYZ widget, you know, because those those words are reversed and I didn't put the word Joe in there. That's not the way the system works. Google ads can still match to that because Google ads uh, keyword matching is topic to topic, idea to idea, theme to theme. It's no longer word to word matching. So you may be getting a whole bunch and then, of brand searches. And things searches. change over time. Yeah, things change. Yeah, Google is a, is a, is a living, breathing system, really, because the way that it understands searches can change over time. And, and you may not have ever gotten brand, but you may start getting it. Um, and that's, that's the doing it wrong. So I think if there's a big idea about, you know, what is, what, what's actually doing it wrong, it's, it's ignoring what kind of traffic you're really getting, how these keywords are reacting, what, you know, what the ecosystem looks like inside your search term report. So before we get into, the way this can make you make some bad decisions with the data and the metrics. I mean, are you going to put this out there that adding a brand name is a negative to your main search campaigns mm. <clears throat> as a negative keyword mm. is a standard operating practice for a smart Google ads manager? I tell you what, I'm a smart Google ads manager and I do that all the time. So I'm going to say yes, absolutely. I put negative keywords for the brand of the company that I'm running in my non-brand search campaign. A lot of ways to look at things in Google ads, a lot of ways for things to be misinterpreted. I already hear the shady agency out there uh. seeing an account with a brand name as a negative, doing their audit, and then say the client's name was Joe. Joe, I got to tell you, I was going to do this big audit. I'm just going to stop here. The fact that your manager put your brand name the most valuable thing you have on search as a negative keyword in your campaign just told me that's all we need to look at. Yeah. And so, Joe, if we're running your campaign, we're going to prioritize brand. The Look, someone else, uh, I made it show up where someone else is showing on your name. like, And you've got a negative keyword. People, people can get furious about that, Chris, if the communication is not there. Yeah. So that's a very, yeah. it's a very smart move. I agree with you. But it's a very thoughtful move and it needs to be communicated the right way. And it's a perfect way of looking at things. Like you're saying, and I'm saying, if we're going to run brand, it needs to be in its own campaign so we don't mess up our own metrics and mess up our decision making and make things harder on us than they need to be. 
So the purest way to do that is to literally add it as a negative to your main search campaigns. And then if you feel the need to run on brand, if you want to do that, do it right and force yourself to run it in its own campaign. I think that's a great, a great way of looking at things. Now, if you do have brand running, you're saying doing it wrong could lead to false success metrics. Now, are you talking about running brand in its own campaigns or are you talking about when you run brand overall, you can get a misguided feel for how your overall Google ads budget and and, uh, account is going? What are you talking about there with uh, false success metrics? Right. So to the average person, looking at a Google ads campaign consists of looking at some of the columns and seeing how many clicks, how much spend there were, and, and then looking at how many sales. Right. And those numbers would look really good. And then they might say, you know what? I'm going to do a little investigating. I listened to this podcast and, you know, they're talking about Brandon. I want to see if I'm a victim of that. So they might go so far as to check the keywords and say, well, I don't, I don't have any brand in here. So all these sales are coming from this, these, you know, two or three keywords here over the past year. I've gotten hundreds of sales from these three keywords. And, you know, you know what? Now that I'm looking at it, I'm going to double the budgets on these and, and increase the bids. But that's the false success metrics that I'm referring to is that those those conversions, that CPC, that, that cost, it's all blended and looks so much better than it really is. If I were to go in and do an audit on that account, I would see in the search term report that out of the hundreds of conversions, there's only been a fourth of those that have not been initiated by a brand search. So instead of a $50 cost per conversion, they have a $400 cost per conversion. That's the truth. Right. And and that can happen at the keyword level if search terms are coming in on a phrase match keyword. And then every week, every two weeks, every month, you're going in looking at that keyword, awesome conversion yep. rate, awesome cost per conversion, yep. more uh, search impression share left to get. So you're just jacking those yep. bids up Keep every going. single week, yep. higher and higher because you think you're doing the right thing. And then, yeah, if you take out that brand, you're really actually just completely losing money. And and that's the thing with Google ads and return on ad spend. And this is the responsibility Google ads managers have the way that they need to think. You're either breaking even or making money or losing money. It's one of those three. And there's a small chance you're breaking even because that's a small window. Mm-hmm. And if you're not making money for an advertiser, then you're losing them money. And by you bidding the wrong thing on keywords because you're not realizing it's brand, you're you're intentionally losing money. That's what's actually happening. And you can look at it at a small level like that, Chris, the phrase match keyword example. You can look at it at a high level. So say a business owner is getting a report and they just see overall cost per lead. And then the agency is telling them, hey, your budget's 5000 this month. We could be spending 8000 or 10000 yeah. And you go... Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, look at my cost per lead. Let me compare this to Facebook. Let me compare this to TV. Wow, it's a lot better. So yeah, I'm going to move more budget into this. And think about how wrong that can go if all you're doing is fueling worse and worse decisions and money making, money losing decisions because the percent that'll go to non-brand will get higher as you spend more and bid more. Not only are you doing that in Google Ads, just from looking at a high level thing and making a decision that's uninformed. You're also taking from good campaigns wherever else they mm, run. That's a good point. And it's like yeah. really bad decisions can be made with this. So you want to talk brands, 
We talked Ferrari, one of the most valuable brands in the world. Running on brand, we compared running on broad to dynamite, holding dynamite. It's very powerful, but you got to know how to use it. Running on broad or running on brand is like driving a Ferrari. It's a beautiful thing. You can get the best performance uh, on planet Earth, I like but yep. you got to know how to drive. You can't take those corners too fast. You got to know what you're doing or else you'll mess yourself up. So it can be very valuable. It can work really well. The, I think the biggest thing we're trying to convey today is that you have to measure it correctly and know what you're doing. And that's a very simple thing. Add it as a negative to your regular campaigns. Yep run it out of its own brain campaigns. And if you just do that simple thing, you can go a long way to avoiding a lot of mistakes. And so Chris, that's pretty much it on a brand. Some more thoughts we have, but we wanted to keep it high level. The biggest thing is uh, just do it the right way. So with that said, Chris, I'm gonna close this out here. We have our archive. If anyone's new to the show, wants to listen to the first 100 episodes, paidsearchpodcast.com. And then we also take your questions and we do Q&A episodes every few weeks paidsearchpodcast.com contact page and finally really appreciate your reviews and sharing the show with your friends so with that said thanks for listening and we will see you next week on the paid search podcast